cool. There we go. Welcome back to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. Today I'm with my cousin Adam Schmidt. And I say today, but honestly, every single week, I'm with my cousin Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today? I'm just really, really good. Really, really good. Really, really good. How are you? Awesome. If I was any better, I'd be really, really good. (laughs) That's good. I'm Chris Witt. He's Adam Schmidt. Uh, You can catch him at Adam Schmidt 44 on Twitter. And I'm at Sick With It. Uh, Like I said, we're the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. You can catch us uh, on Facebook. Come friend us. We uh, go live every Wednesday. Please uh, jump on. Check it out. You can uh, see what we do here. And uh, then uh, if you don't ca- can't catch us Wednesdays around 1030, you can catch us Thursday mornings uh, up on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Apple Podcast. Working on this. I'm, I've been working on this, uh, this iHeartRadio thing, and I jumped on today to kind of see what's going on. Mm-hmm. I think I've been going about it all wrong. Eh. I'm a little, I'm a little irritated. Eh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, it, it's gonna happen at some point in time. We're already all over the world. We're, we're, we're wide, brother. We are. We're like, we're like, uh, I almost said Manute Bull. What's that guy's name? Well, he was too. Who's the, who's the, uh, who's the rapper? The Mexican rapper or the Cuban rapper? Uh, Is he current? Because no, I probably bull, don't. Something bull. Pitbull. Pitbull. Yeah, Pitbull. He, Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. Ain't he? Is he? Yeah, he's Mr. Worldwide. I have no idea. I'm pretty sure this is going to kill me all day. Having <laughs> to turn to look at this, I'm turning myself around right now. Uh, all right, so we got a lot of stuff going on today. Uh, we got uh, college basketball. We're going to get into college basketball. We're from Cincinnati. It's a Cincinnati-based uh, podcast, I guess you would say. We do a lot of nation national stuff uh, mostly, but we'll get into uh, some UC basketball, some Xavier basketball, um, some other college basketball just in general. And uh, we got, obviously, we'll talk about the Bengals. There's been, well, like I said, at Cincinnati, we'll talk about the Bengals. There's been some big coaching moves over the past uh, couple weeks here, so yeah. this will be interesting. Uh, and then... We'll get into a little bit of NBA. We like to do a thing uh, on the NBA because we know a lot of our fans aren't uh, the biggest NBA fans like we are. Right. Uh, we do have some, but uh, yeah. But, so so we just do the big three of the week. But we are big fans, and it's our show, so we're going to talk. So NBA. we're going to talk NBA, and probably for a while, which it is what it is. Yep. So uh, we'll get into the big three things in the NBA as well. So let's start off, brother. To to begin though. If you don't mind, I'd like to start off with the our, a contest that we do. It's a it's a poll question that we throw up every week. Worst hair in NBA. And when you say throw up, we don't mean vomit. We we you put might it, when we, you look at these pictures, you might vomit. That's very that's a very good point. But we post them on Facebook. So get on Facebook and vote. As a matter of fact, the current the worst hair in the NBA. Our our current matchup is Lonnie Walker the fourth versus Michael Beasley. You have, if you're watching live, you have about another what hour and a half? About or so another hour and a half to to vote. So if you want to do that, look, your vote 
like uh, in the presidential election is not going to matter anyway. I'm just kidding. I'm uh, not getting political here. Don't do that here. Um, <laughs> but right now, Lonnie Walker the fourth is leading Michael Beasley 83% to 17%. It's a smoke job. And if you you can go on and see who voted on what in the the Nosebleed Sports Podcast voted for the losing seed in this case. First time <laughs> that the Nosebleeds has ever voted against the higher seed. We went Michael Beasley. I just think that dude's hair's whack, but obviously the floating hat is going to go run away with this. Um, so a lot of fun. Next week, this coming up, starting tomorrow, what is the new one going to be? Who's the next matchup? We've got number four, JaVale McGee. Obviously, we all know it's the rat tail JaVale McGee against – Joakim Noah. Oh, this could be fun. It could be fun. This could be fun. All right, so definitely get on uh, Facebook, follow us, check it out. Uh, when you go on, if you're if you're listening on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts or YouTube, please jump on there as well and uh, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, comment if you would. We'd appreciate it. Uh, yeah, we just like to know what's going on out there. And listen, speaking of, so we don't have a ton of listeners yet. We're still very early in this thing. We're building it up. I feel like we've got we're, a ton of listeners. We're, we're building our fan base. If you we're, took we're all of them, more. it'd be around 2,000 pounds. That's about a ton. Okay. Yeah, yeah you're, probably, you're probably right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, we, have, we do have a few very loyal listeners that listen every week or almost every week, whenever they can. A couple that I want to give quick shouts out to, Alex Cole, Always on, yeah. always, always posting on the on the message board on Facebook. Um, he had his second knee surgery in a few months today. Oof. It went really, really well. Good. Congratulations to him, um, professional basketball player. He uh, he is that. So he was doing physical therapy after his first one. Uh, it wasn't going as planned because of the place that he was going to. He uh, switched it up, went to a new physical therapy place. Had to go back and get. You know, had to go back in and and fix some things. By doing that, that he they caught him all the way back up. Nice to, to where he was supposed to be. Nice. So he's gonna be so, able to get back faster than he thought. Already, yes. So uh, uh, very excited for Alex. Professional basketball player. Give us an idea. What what is this uh, part of the Kentucky Enforcers that you yes. used to be a part of? Yes. So he plays for the Kentucky Enforcers. Yes. Um, he hurt his knee playing in the off season just uh, three months ago or something like that. Um, had to get surgery. Uh, Tore his patella, patellar tendon. I think I'm uh, just one of those off tendons. The, off the I top gotcha. of my head, I, gotcha. I probably just got that wrong. Get but back, get well soon. Anyway, get yeah. well soon. Congratulations on the successful surgery today, to Alex. Also, Ashley, Ashley Illig. Yeah, I'm not it. sure how much time she's had to listen recently because she just became a first-time mother. Congratulations to Ashley and her husband on the birth of their daughter. Um. Uh, yeah, so they congratulations to Ashley. Uh, yeah, brand new mother. Congratulations! Thank you for ruptured patellar tendon is what Alex says, and Domo Williams says, "What's up, Coach Adam? What's up, Dom? Dom? Is it Domo? Dom? Domo? Sorry, D O M O. I just came out. Anyway, thank you for listening. So yes, Ashley, Alex, we appreciate it. Everybody else that listens every week. We try to we try to let people know that listen to us. We 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 call you out as much as we can. We appreciate it. Uh, so let's get into it. What do you say? Let's do it. You ready? Yes. All right. So college basketball started in 
in uh, Cincinnati, especially for us. This is a, uh, a hotbed, has been for the last few years of college basketball. UC and Xavier, number respectively number two and number one seeds in the tournament last year. This year is a different story. These are two completely different teams from last year. I am a Xavier nut. I love my Musketeers. Uh, I'm a season ticket holder. Mm-hmm. Uh and and it's gonna. I'm ready for. I'm ready for this year. I know that it's gonna be up and down. We gotta find. We gotta find a way to get into it. But I don't want to start with my boys over at UC, because this team, they they pulled a victory out yesterday. Congratulations to them. Much needed. That puts them one and one. They opened up the new fifth third arena against Ohio State and took a big L. Yeah, that's that's a tough. A tough matchup to start the season with to open up your new arena, well, your your revamped, uh, remodeled arena. Um, from what I understand, I haven't had a chance to get there yet, but uh, it looks really, really nice. Much it does. much improved uh, from the old place. But um, yeah, that's, that's a tough matchup. Ohio State looked looked really good defensively in that first game, and at the same time, UC struggled to shoot the ball. Um, so that might be the case, and and that's the thing is. Um, that's what kind of been their calling card really for a few years now is UC is going to be a great defensive team. Right. They are going to struggle a little bit offensively. Um, and, and I'll tell you, UC and X, since we talk about them hand in hand, a lot of times, I feel like they're similar in, this year. In, yeah. Because they, they both, both teams lost their top two or three guys, but they have, you know, two or three or four returners that did play some decent minutes last year yeah. that are going to become their top one, two, three guys. Um, but they, you know, they did lose a lot. So, like you said, they were one and two seeds in the tournament last year. They're not going to, both teams are not going to be as good as they were last year. Um, you know, Xavier is, so UC already lost one uh, against a good opponent. Yeah. Xavier's 3 0 now, correct? 2 0. No, no, three. They, they they just lost to. Uh, they're two and one. They lost to Wisconsin. Yeah, they did lose to Wisconsin. Yes. I already forgot about last night's game. Okay, ugly, ugly game. So they did. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Yes. So so, but anyway. this the the Ohio State deal. So you yes. got you got uh, Cumberland, Jennifer, Broom, three guys coming back uh, that that it played good, like good a lot of minutes from last year. But there's a lot of new mixture, man. It's going to take a while for Mick to get used to these lineups, find the right lineups. Uh, for some reason, Mick Cronin just thinks he's a defensive god. I don't know what his deal is, uh, and I don't want to get into this and make it sound like I can't stand Mick Cronin because I actually cannot stand Mick Cronin. He's a little Mick, and he's annoying, and uh, that it is oh what it is. Oh, boy, here we go. I won't go. get too deep into it. Uh, he said something the other day. They played uh, – so the first half uh, was 27-18, and they ended up losing 64-56. So they scored 18 points in the first half against Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And he came out and he goes, I'm going to do some math for you guys out here in the media. If we would have held them to 27 points in the second half like we did in the first, we would have won the game. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you, you would have won by two because you only scored 56. But you're basically saying that the other team had to be just as bad as you. You played a bad game. You got you to gotta admit you played a bad game. That's not – 37 and a half isn't like you gave up a ton, but for a, I understand that you feel you are a defensive minded coach. You're a defensive team, but you got to put the ball in the bucket, man. They shot, uh, what was it? 20, they, they shot 27% from the field. That's yeah. horrible. It's a, that's bad, but that's exactly what I'm saying is they, they do have, they're going going to win games like that. That's how they've been winning a lot of games in, in recent years. Somebody's got to be there to score though. 
They, they, sure. this, this is the, they got, it's going to take some time for them to find that guy who's going to score. It's going it, to, it's, I mean, Cumberland had damn near half their points. Yeah. They Cumberland's going to be your score. He's going to be the sure. score, but I, same thing that's happened to him for the last couple of years. They can't get past that next round because they need another option. You got to have another option. You can't go in with just one guy. Going back to Sean Kilpatrick, that was the way it was. It was yeah. They would pass the ball around until there were about three or four seconds left on the shot clock and get it to Sean Kilpatrick, and he would have to bail them out. Yep. I mean, and he would make a, he would make a lot of stuff happen by himself. But it was it's it's kind of a you know it's really kind of stayed that way yeah you know yeah definitely um, so anyway yeah it'll be it'll be up and down certainly for the Bearcats all right so so we'll we'll get more into Bearcats as the year goes on we'll get more into X as the year goes on X is the same way though you know they got four guys uh, coming back three guys really that played good minutes last year. Uh, four guys all together on this little mini core, but then we got I mean Xavier's got three seniors. <laughs> They're all transfers. None of them have ever played a minute of basketball for Xavier. Uh, and then we got two freshmen, one that plays, one that's in and out. Uh, Keontae Kennedy plays. Uh, and then we got, um, you know, between Scruggs, Gooden, Najee Marshall, and Tyreek Jones, it's finding this new groove between the these three, uh, uh, these three senior transfers, grad transfers that came over. It's just going to take time. And everybody, we got to be patient. We got to be patient. These aren't the two teams from last year where we're both top five, top six teams in the country. It's not, or top ten teams in the country. It's not going to happen. So be patient. Don't hate everyone. Xavier has to go to Maui. And this might be the strongest field in a tournament I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> Arizona's out there. Auburn's out there, top 10 team in the country, who they play the first round. Uh, if they beat Auburn, they play the winner of Duke-San Diego State. They play Duke. So they play Duke. <laughs> Duke is – and the reason I bring that up is because I'm excited about Duke. I hope to God that we find a way to beat Auburn. I hope Auburn doesn't show up because I want to play Duke. Not because I think we're going to upset them or something crazy is going to happen. Oh. I'm not I'm not that uh, – I'm a big fan. I'm a homer. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> Look, this – just to be able to see this Duke team play my – like I, I'm excited for my kids on that team. I think that's a, a huge experience to be able to play – five NBA players. You're playing an NBA team. Yeah. Is this is this Duke team the most talented class of freshmen to ever come in? We talk about these freshman classes that come in. This is literally one, two, and three. The top three uh, freshmen in the country all went to Duke this year. Is this the best, the most talented that you've ever seen? It might be. It's tough because Kentucky's had so many of those of those teams that they had, you know, like three of the top ten guys in the country coming in, and they, you know, they were winning 25, 28 games with all freshmen. Um, and, and they all, you know, Kentucky every year has four or five freshmen that go to the NBA, right? right. So it, it's tough. So I don't know if it's the best ever, but it's going to be – it's the most excited I maybe that I've ever been. Oh, about, it's about a because I I I swear I'm gonna watch every single Duke game this year. This Zion Williamson, I talk about him for the last three weeks, I think, on here. 
I've never seen a big man with this much explosiveness since LeBron. And and he, this gets bigger than LeBron was when he came out. Yes. Size-wise. I mean, height-wise, they're about the same. But size-wise, he's 285, man. And he can jump out of the gym, and he's just as fast as anybody on the court. And he's the second best player on that team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How uh, crazy the, is that? Theoretically, yeah, coming out of high school, the high school rankings, yeah, R.J. Barrett was. It, even if you just go by straight-up stats, I mean, legit, this kid, this Barrett, is he's he's played better. Not Maybe not better, but he's he's averaging uh, more assists, more points than Zion is right now. He's not getting as many rebounds, but – but I, I mean, this kid is the. It, I could still say he's number one, but Zion's gonna get all the hype because yeah. he is Mister Excitement. He really is, and he loves it, dude. He's got a smile on his face all the time. He seems like a good kid. Seems like a good kid. I don't know him that well, yeah. but it's uh, he's young. Time will tell. Yeah. But yeah, I, it seems like he is. Yeah, he. I don't. I have never heard anything. People have been lo- watching him for three years now. But from from oh, the yeah. time he was a freshman or sophomore well, in high school, I got a, I got Kentucky fans that that uh, that I know, and they like they start watching their team when they're in high school, like juniors oh, yeah. in high school, because they only get them for a year, sometimes two. Well, now it seems like it's been more of these uh, two year guys have been going through Kentucky, but they only get them for a year or two. Mm-hmm. So you got it. If you're a Duke guy now, Duke's bought in big time to the one and done deal. Uh, if you're a Kentucky fan, you got you almost have to get on youtube and watch highlights of these guys in high school uh to really know who your team is because i mean paul scruggs last year i mean i liked him but he's completely different player last year than he is this year so i cannot even imagine only having a guy for a year you never really get to know him nope yeah you don't but but like you said duke's really bought into it kentucky has for a long time now Look, you're gonna if you if you're willing to do that, and, and those guys have you know Calipari and Mike Shashevsky have adjusted, and some other some other you know coaches too, um, to that culture, that one and done. You're gonna get the best guys. You're gonna be really talented. Maybe you win a, a, an NCAA ch- championship. Maybe you don't, but you're gonna be really good, really talented. You're gonna play a ton on TV. You're gonna get oh, a lot of attention for your no program. Um, I mean, that's. And that's what it's, it's all about. That's what they're doing. I mean, it's it, and now that the NBA has come out with the uh, where they're going to pay kids uh, out of high school. What was it? A hundred grand you can you can possibly make if you if you go to the D League now. I think it's one twenty five so, or something. One twenty five, like yeah. whatever it is. So there's money to be made for these kids. So it'll be interesting to see how this moves going forward. Plus all the new rules with agents and making money and all the different things. With I, I still don't completely understand it if you're a top whatever player you can do things and other people can't right whatever however it goes anyway uh so yeah it'll be interesting i'm i'm excited about the college basketball season yeah we've are and we've already had a few like top 25 matchups too early this season yeah. that that first that the first night opening night was was duke and kentucky it was uh kansas and michigan state um and then you had like tonight you had Michigan Villanova. Michigan beat Villanova by it was like thirty points or something yeah, like that. They beat them seventy three forty six. They were up seven forty four seventeen at, at halftime. Yeah, forty four seventeen yeah. to number eight team in the country, Villanova. Now obviously, Nova's in that same position, man. They lost Bridges. They lost uh, DiVincenzo. They lost uh, Hart. They lost uh, who was the other guy? Uh, there was another big guy that they lost. Mm-hmm. They lost. They lost basically that team, that whole team from the national championship team. So this is that they've got a long way to go too. It's a whole same thing, man. You just got to find your. You got it takes time to find the right mesh of guys out there on the court. You can't do that in practice. So 
Stay calm. It's early in the season. It is. College basketball rankings move like crazy. Uh, enjoy yourself if you're a UC fan. Enjoy the new the new arena. Enjoy the team. Just just if you're a Xavier fan, enjoy the team mm-hmm. as just, much as you can. As much as you can. I I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I'm glad you enjoy it. So that brings me to something that I wanted to talk about. Okay. All right, so we've talked about my buddy who sits behind me at the Xavier games that I can't stand that yelled one time at me to sit down, right? He's about 90 years old. It's him, his wife, who can't keep lipstick on her face, right? <laughs> Poor girl. And I love her. She's so sweet. And nice. she's I'm, I shouldn't say she's sweet and nice. She's sweet and very critical. I would hate to have grown up in their house because he's an ass. His wife is yelling at players all day, and he's got a son – who I can't stand, who who just talks the entire game. All he does oh, is talk boy. and say how terrible they did, and it's sarcasm. It's good defense, Najee, when Najee gets beat on a breakaway or something happens. It's constant. He's just constant negative, negativity. Well, the worst thing that could possibly happen, they got four seats. It's usually his daughter's there with him. I didn't know that they had another son, but they have another son. <laughs> So it's old man, old crotchety man, old lady, lipstick lady, and twin screaming idiots oh, sitting directly no. behind me. I finally did it. I finally did it, Adam. I, I finally turned around. We are we're making a little bit of a comeback on the second half. They're not fouling. They probably should be fouling. There's two minutes left. I think we're down by nine. Probably should have already started fouling or is just under two minutes. And this guy is he is screaming at Travis Steele. We're on the line. We got uh, Zach Hankins, Hanky Panky, or whatever his name is, is on the line with his terrible hair. <laughs> and he's on the line. And Xavier's a terrible free throw shooting team. So we can use all the help we get. So what does this guy do? As he's shooting free throws, stands up and starts screaming top of his lungs at Travis Steele for some reason. So finally I, I turned around. I said, dude, sit down. Just let him shoot his free throws. Quiet for a second. And then, and and he said something, and then my dad sits next to me, told him, seriously, you just screaming in our ears all game. It's enough. I can't stand this. I hate, I hate, I'm saying hate. I don't say hate very often. I hate sports fans. I can't go to games and enjoy myself anymore because everybody that sits around me is an idiot. Everybody that yells at a, at a sporting event is an idiot. Oh. They're an idiot. If it, the people that are sitting down clapping and cheering when things happen, uh, and you know maybe a groan here or there, I got no problem with them. I love them. They they're they're smart people. I don't know them, but they're all smart. The idiot that stands up is always he always says something completely wrong. There's two people. There's two of them. There's two different kinds. Mm-hmm. You got the guy who's always yelling at the team how terrible they're doing. And then you have the other guy that I can't stand. I'm starting to shake because it's getting on my nerves. The other guy <laughs> is the one who's trying to call the play that's about to happen. or trying Every yes. single time down, he has to prove that he knows what's going to happen. No, just yeah. let the dig on game happen. Yeah. You don't know. Because you're not a you're not a coach. You're not you have you obviously have no idea what you're doing. That's why you're sitting in a seat watching the game, not sitting down on the bench. Shut up, watch the game. And if you're a fan of a team and you're at their game, would you cheer for the team? Cheer for them. Sometimes bad things happen. They do things that are dumb. It's okay, fine. I understand that. But every t- 
it, this guy sits behind me, and as soon as the shot goes up, he waits. If they miss, oh, good shot. That was terrible. Why did he take that shot? Worst shot in the world. If he makes it, oh, he doesn't say a word. Sits there. But he waits until after that's No, you know what? How about we just say, you know, sometimes you miss a shot. Some, you know, it is what it is. Just cheer. Come on. Get him next time. Good shot. Let's go. Come on. There's the positive. When you bring negativity around me, you bring all the people around me down. I'm a positive guy. <laughs> you are a positive I'm guy. I'm a positive guy. I need positivity in my life. I yes. need that to happen. Yeah. I feel like you bring that negative, then yes, you're yelling at the team and telling them they suck. And if anybody out there hears you, how's that helping them? Anyway, that's my... I, I could give you a big fat kiss right now. Um, <laughs> because... I, I'm, I, oh man, I echo everything you just said. I've, I've been around those types of fans so many times. I agree with you. I can't stand fans at sporting events. They are the worst. Why, why in God? <clears throat> yeah, no, listen. And I, it makes it hard to go to games. It does. It really does. I'm telling you, I told my dad the other day, I said, I love our seats. We're, you know, we have amazing seats. We, the, somehow we lucked into some foot room. That's unbelievable. But I've got this literally at one point in time, he was screaming in my ear. Yeah. And then I got a guy in front of me who's a good dude and he's constantly rolling his eyes. I can see him rolling his eyes every time the guy yells. And I'll, so now when he says something like he'll say something to the effect of, uh, well, why, why are we going in? We're getting our, we're getting killed. All right. We're getting, this is a perfect example. I'm sorry. We're getting killed. In the second, start the second half. We switch to the zone. Mm-hmm. This stupid zone. Why is he going to a zone? This zone sucks every time they do the zone. It sucks. What do we do? We get two back to back steals both times. I was like, way to switch it up. Good job. With switching defense, I try, now I catch myself being the loud, annoying guy just so I can shut Ding Dong up. You're letting him bring you down. I tell me You're about it. Bring you down. Tell me about it. It's killing me. <laughs> I don't like it. Now, so so you have those two guys that you described, and I've like I said, I've been around those guys. The 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 self-proclaimed genius that wants everybody around him to know how he amazing knows the, smart he knows he is. the game. He's so smart about the game. He's coaching it through. The other one that I can't stand that's really resonating with me right now is is the every fan that is upset about every single call or no call every oh. single play. You that hates every official because they're wrong about every because single call. Because it's your team. On every, exactly. They always miss the call on the other side, but they they and then they and if they call a foul on your guy, you can beat the crap out of somebody and it's not a foul. Yes. I got the guy poor I you know what though? <sighs> As bad as the dude is behind me, I don't mind the guy who sits next to me because that's him. The guy who well, sits next dad. to me, not no, no, the other <laughs> the side other of me. Side. The other side of me, this guy, every time their def- their guy, their big man gets a ball down low and makes a move, hook, hook, he's hooking him. Oh. He's hooking him. Xavier's never hooked anybody in their life. Right. We got called for a hook the other night. And he's like, that's terrible. And I'm like, it's the, like, what are you upset oh. about? It's the exact same play. Chill out. I can't stand those fans that have no way, no possible <laughs> way of ever being objective. There's no, no it's, it's impossible. It's, it's every call against their team is the wrong one. It's every no call against their team is the wrong one. It's, I, oh man, it drives me insane. And then the guy that 
that stands up and does the travel signal oh, or yeah. the hold signal and yells <laughs> over and over the same thing over and I over like- and over and over for like two whole minutes as every single person around him is doing the same exact thing and then they just rip and then they like take turns like like it's it's um it's like it's like middle-aged guys that it's it's like just yell that's a hold. That's a hold. He's holding. He's holding. He's holding him. You got to call the hold. Throw your flag. Who? How much are they paying you? Oh, I hate how, that. What, how much you are know, they are paying you? you? Yeah, oh, I hate the, that. Re, those really stupid things that someone said 25 years ago, and it was funny for everybody around them the very first and time. Everybody and then everybody that. tries to do and then it's And then at this point, it's like, wow, you are making yourself look like a fool right now. Bullish. And it's. And it's the it's the guy that stands up and makes the call yeah. for the ref and is we yelling. Got- and then there's a timeout and everybody's standing up and the, everybody's acting like they are having a one-on-one conversation with the official somehow. <laughs> everybody's having a one-on-one. You know the officials listening too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Huh. If it's a if it's like a quiet moment in a game and you're in the first row and you're screaming and the officials right in front of you, yep, he might hear you. Other than that, he's not it's hearing white you noise, specifically. Exactly. White noise. He he knows when everybody's mad at him, which you know, if he makes a call against your team, everybody's groaning or or, or booing. That's another thing. Why do people boo? I never I, ever ever. Boo. You know what I hate, especially the home team. That's it. It started to happen the other day. Uh, Xavier made a nice comeback in the second half, but they were getting re- like they were getting ready to. Boo- there were some boo birds coming out. Like, hey, it's a young. These are kids, man. Oh. You think they're out there doing this on purpose? What are you booing? Yeah. Like, hey, how about hey? Come on, yo. Let's. Uh, once again, I'm Mr. Positivity, man. I even can't, if you don't want to be, that. even if you don't want to be positive while your team is struggling or whatever, don't don't, don't boo. boo. Yeah. What does that do? That makes everything worse. That makes everything worse for you. You are hurting your team now. Exactly. Are you a fan or not? Exactly. You're doing that's that's my problem is now you're hurting your team anyway. So the we got another fan that another guy who listens to us all the time, Joe Leonard. Uh, he's he's got a little something on this. His worst his worst fan is the guy who who argues balls and strikes when he's sitting in left field because <laughs> you have no idea where that pitch actually was. Thank you literally you. have no idea. I'll tell you, you what. You might be at the worst angle. There, I, There's <laughs> no seat in the ballpark that I can actually see what kind of pitch was thrown. I have, I've used the pitch speed to judge that mostly, <laughs> but I can't tell where the catcher catches it. I can't tell where it crosses the plate. I can't tell whether it's high or low or inside or outside most of the time. I'm usually sitting somewhere behind home plate, but usually at an angle on yeah. the first and, base side. And I understand if it's close and you go, ooh, I'm, a, I'm good with that because sometimes, sometimes ooh, you man, can that looked close. Bit. And that's what I like. That's what I'll do. I'll, I'll go, ooh, yeah. boy, that looked close. Yeah. But then the guy next to you is going, you sucked out strike. Yeah. Whatever. He has oh, no idea. He has no idea. No idea at all. Oh, Alex loves intense Adam. I do too. It doesn't happen very often, it but doesn't. when we get him there, buddy, it's good. I'm, I like it. Not, I enjoy it. I'm not passionate about many things, but that, Let me, I'm telling you, uh, I like it used to not bother me because I'm a guy. I stand up at games. I'm I, I stand up and cheer. I get excited. Somebody hits a big three, throws a dunk down. I've got yelled at for standing up. I understand. You're watching a game. I'm cool with that. I'm okay with it. I'm actually kind of like the old man that sits behind me now, telling me to sit down. It's nowhere near as bad as this idiot. That he spawned out of his 
ball sack, this guy, <laughs> and then I find out he's got a daggone brother who's louder and knows less about basketball than he does. <laughs> they were trying to get one up each other. It was hilarious. Oh At one gosh. point in time, they're each yelling louder and louder. The one gets to the, and they don't even know what they're saying. They're stumbling over words just because they want to say something to try to say something smarter than the guy next to him. And neither of you make a bit of sense. Just shut the hell up. And that's, that's a, and that's a good way to end our get off my lawn segment. Ugh, yes. For this week. Yes, we'll get off that. And, and we were going to go into swipe left, swipe right, right afterwards, but I skipped over uh, what we were going to do very first, which was the Cincinnati Bengals. <clears throat> yes. Hey, big news in Bengal country. And we talked about this. We kind of we, we talked about this with Andre Edwards last week. Bengal Insider at Andre Edwards 06 writes for LockdownBangles.com, comes on with us every couple weeks to the nosebleed sports podcast and uh and and gives us some Bengals insight and we we all pretty much chucked this up as an l right i mean the saints are one of the top three teams in the nfl yes we knew this was going to be an l did we know they were going to uh give up 50 some points or whatever no we didn't know we were going to get beat by 37 uh obviously that's a terrible thing so what happens the Bengals get rid of their defensive coordinator yes terrell austin um, on Monday, the very next day, I guess Marvin called him into his office and well said, "Well done, hey, um, I have to preserve my job. I have to show well huh. something." He's, he he I, just shows up and he preserves his job. <laughs> Marvin true. Lewis has preserved his job just by coming to work. That's he doesn't true. have to do anything. Mike Brown's got he's got dirty pictures of Mike Brown doing something <laughs> nasty to his son-in-law or something. I don't know. <laughs> Ooh. Like I said, I it's got, bad. It's got bad. real dark. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but so um it it kind of does feel like that. Maybe it wasn't, but there's always, you know, when you're when you're the worst defense or one of the worst two or three defenses in the NFL, something's going to happen. Uh, same with offenses, you know, your offensive coordinator is probably going to get fired or your head coach is going to yep. get fired. So yep. if you're the head coach, you better make a move to make it look like you're trying to do something. And Marvin Lewis is a good, was a great defensive coordinator. That's how he got this job. Now, yes. in the beginning, when he first got it, they asked him about if he wanted to uh, take on responsibilities ever of, of calling defensive plays. He said, no way. It's too much responsibility to be a coach. That was 15 years ago. He did it again. Uh, it was a few, was it 2000? 14, I think, he he started calling defensive plays. Mm-hmm. He almost seemed excited. It was a different Marvin Lewis I, I, I heard today in his press conference. He sounded like he was – he's a little giddy about, about you know, uh, getting his call sheet together, and, and I like that. And, and this Bengals team, this defense, when you're this bad, it's probably because you don't have the talent like we thought we had. Right. And we have a ton of injuries. We know that. But all it takes is a little shakeup. And and people respond to different people, and Marvin Lewis, this defense, his he's a defensive guy, and and I, he's been around for a long time. I think these guys have his he has their respect, and um, I I think this could be a good thing for my boys. I'm excited. We got what do we got? <laughs> Boy, we got you are Mister Positivity. Jesus listen, Peter. listen, we got uh, Denver and Cleveland. So even if our defense still does suck. Marvin has this is an opportunity for Marvin to fool his players into thinking they're good by playing two bad teams. And we can have good weeks. We can easily come out of these two weeks um at what are we right now? Five and four. We seven and four. And we're right back into we're right back where we need to be. We got Baltimore coming up this week, mm-hmm. uh, which is gonna be tough, obviously. Uh, 
but you get past that. I mean, this they, they got an opportunity here to 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 still keep themselves. They're still in the playoffs. They they hold the tiebreaker against Miami and they hold a tiebreaker against Indianapolis. So if something were to happen where it comes down to to one of those teams and us as that second wild card, we ha- we hold tiebreakers against the other two teams that are in those slots right now. I'm 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 feeling good about this team. If they can manage to squeak out a nine and seven season, and I and I think that's absolutely the best they can do. Um, then and it comes down to those tiebreakers. Then yeah, they're gonna they're gonna kind of back their way into the playoffs. Honestly, the it's way they helped the way. Bills do it last year. Right now, here's my question for you: Before we get too deep into what's coming up in these, uh, I, I, Cleveland fired Hugh Jackson. Marvin hires Hugh Jackson after he fires his defensive coordinator, hires Hugh Jackson, says he's going to call plays. Is the succession back on for Hugh? Probably. Hugh's probably going to be our next coach. It's going to be terrible. It is what it is. But that's not the point. If you're Bill Lazor right now, how do you feel about hiring Hugh Jackson? I'm sure it's – Hugh was our offensive coordinator two years ago. Right. And was very good. Right. I'm sure it's not – like and just an easy, comfortable thing. Like it's no big deal at all. I'm sure Bill Lazor is probably going to say, "No, no big deal." I, Both I trust. Of them already have. I, I trust. Yeah. Um, but in the back of his mind, he, that's what he's telling the media. In the back of his mind, he's going to say, he's going to think, uh, "Something's going on here." I, I just, I don't, I don't love this. He might love Hugh Jackson as a person. Um, he's probably a great guy and everything, but. As a coach, he's he's got to be thinking, man, I really need my guys to perform or my job's probably on the line. So here. here's the deal. So Marvin Lewis, when the defense comes – he's a, he's the acting defensive coordinator. Yes. When the defense comes off the field, the defensive coordinator gets his defense together and goes over that series. Someone has to be in front now at taking the head coaching spot while he's back there. So Hugh Jackson is essentially going to be the head coach of this team while the offense is on the field. And he just came in, and now he he's going to be working closest with Bill Lazor than anybody, and that's the dude who Bill who Bill Lazor is probably most worried to have his job taken by. Now, Bill Lazor has done a good job. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he should. He has any fear for his job. But when you bring in the ex-offensive coordinator who was successful enough to get a starting uh, a a head coaching job, it's just a little odd. It's got to be awkward. Yeah, it, it look and and they're bringing Hugh Jackson in as like basically just kind of a like a an advisor basically on the sideline. I mean, he's not he doesn't have a specific role. And I'm I'd be kind of surprised honestly if Marvin Lewis takes himself off the sideline to go back to the bench. I feel like I feel like it makes more sense for if it's not going to be Hugh Jackson. For like the linebackers coach or the or the or the secondary coach well, or whatever. That's to, that's afterwards. As soon as that defense comes off, Marvin's going to have him back there. He'll, it, it won't be long. It might only be a couple plays on whatever, but it, he'll he'll have him back there for five ten minutes, and then each individual position group will take care of their own deal. But I'm going to tell you that's I've never seen a defensive coordinator that didn't get together with his group right off the bat as soon as they come off the field. It's going to be interesting because I just I, for some reason I just don't see him stepping off the sideline like that like i he might why else would he have hired hugh jackson i mean he i feel like he hired hugh jackson well besides the success bringing the succession back in of having hugh be our coach like was the plan a few years ago 
I, I truly believe that he wants some. He needs. He wants someone with uh, uh, experience to be, so he can properly be a defensive coordinator. Maybe, and maybe that's what he does. And Hugh Jackson even said that you know he may that may happen that he may have to be you know Marvin's eyes and ears while he's taking care of that. Um, so yeah, maybe that is the plan right now. I, I don't know if I see that continuing even if they start it that way it's just it seems so odd to me that that the head coach would i don't know i guess it could happen i i, I you know yeah because there are head coaches that call offensive plays too and and they they might have to run back there while their team's on defense after the offense comes off and say something to the quarterback or whatever or maybe you just kind of keep your if you have key things to say to one or two guys keep them up there on the sideline with you say that and then have hugh jackson or have Whoever one of the other defensive coaches get back there and take care of yeah, it, yeah, right, which yeah. can be done. So, so is is he going to be able to help in any way? We still play Cleveland twice. <laughs> I mean, I, like like Joe said for Cleveland Secrets. Well, <laughs> in uh, our our cousin Tyler with UCLA Radio's uh, Nosebleeds podcast, uh, he's he, cheap seats. Sorry, I'm the nose. We're the nosebleeds. <laughs> cheap seats podcast says Cleveland has no secrets. <laughs> But to be honest, yeah, I mean, honestly, you know Cleveland's not going to change too much stuff up. They uh, they, no. they fired their head coach, fired their offensive coordinator. I realize that. But you got a rookie quarterback. They're obviously not going to put too much change on him in the middle of a season when he's already trying to get the grasp of the playbook to start. Right. So I do think that that – I mean, I, obviously, if you, if you hire him for two wins, I'll take those two wins. Right now that, that puts us at seven. They need All yeah. you need is, you know, two more out of the next eight. Yeah, or the next seven, and yeah. you're good to go. Right. Um, yeah, I, I certainly. I mean, Hugh Jackson should be able to definitely help. We hope so. game plan against. <laughs> we hope for so. sure. Uh, and the other boy. and the other uh, teams in the we play Pittsburgh again, right? I mean, yep. he's been preparing twice a year for Pittsburgh. The last Baltimore, years Baltimore as, well. as well. He knows right. this division better than anybody. So, all you Bengals fans out there, be cool, baby. Positivity, <laughs> it's coming. This team is going to eke its way into the playoffs, and they're probably going to lose in the first round. But the way this team has played to make the playoffs, I truly believe That's impressive. would be impressive. Exactly. That's a step in the right direction, especially with no A.J. Green for another two weeks. Uh, missing two weeks. He's probably going to miss four weeks minimum, five weeks possibly. I mean, if they can find a way to move their way into a playoff, that that's a successful season to me this year. This year, yeah, I I don't know that I feel like it's a step in the right direction as far as the well, maybe, of the maybe that's the wrong, but, but but it's a success for this year, I believe. If they if they can find a way to get into After the playoffs, wow, last year went Jesus, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you. So very last thing though for for the NFL is our weekly picks. Yes, right. How do we do? How do we do this week, buddy? We we collectively did okay. Okay. How 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 <laughs> um, bad did I do? You did better than you did the week before. Okay. Well, I didn't win any games the week before, did I? No, you didn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I won one. And you won I got one, one. I hit one game. All right. You were one and two I this week. I hit one game this week. You're getting better. Um, <laughs> Man, he's getting cocky now. <laughs> yeah. He's getting cocky yeah, over that was, there. That was he's feeling cocky, good. <laughs> he's up about nine games on me now. He's feeling good, getting a little cocky. I like cocky, Adam. This is fun. I hate cocky, Adam. <laughs> Um, so yeah, okay. You went one and two. I went two and one this week. Um, so total, we'll quickly go through that. Fifteen and twelve for me. You are seven and twenty now. Um, we still have to figure out what we're gonna do. 
Um, uh, still got to figure out what I'm gonna do. <laughs> we'll see. We're still just well, let's figure barely it pa- what, what past do you the got? halfway. What mark. do you got? We're past. We're past halfway mark. I'm, what do you I'm, want me to do? I'll do it. I don't care. I, just, I, I, I'll, I'll I'll do it. I mean, I haven't I haven't decided in ten weeks what you're gonna do. So on the on the spot You'll right never now, have I'm not any. gonna. You got no idea, right? But I'll actually start thinking about. All right, it sometime. start thinking about something. I'm not eating anything hot, so don't. I'm not eating anything Ooh. hot on the air. That's not going to happen. Don't tell me what you don't want to do, because that's what I'm going to. No, try I'm just to make no. It. I, but I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to do it. Look, I'll do just about anything. I'm just not eating anything hot. So you will wear almost nothing at all on on a worldwide broadcast <laughs> of this podcast, yeah. but you won't eat something spicy. No, it's it's exactly correct. Okay. Bro, hey, a man, every man's got their limits. <laughs> every man has their are, limits. Those are different limits. Mine yes. just so I, I my limit is not is not speedos. My my limit ends at hot stuff. Okay. Although me and a speedo is hot stuff. Hot stuff. And I know you know it cuz you were staring at it the whole the whole time. Check it out. It's on YouTube. It's uh it's back Halloween time. <laughs> All right, so this week's picks, really quickly. Um, would you like me to go first so you can pick yours? Yeah, <laughs> go ahead and go first. All right. So uh, Now oh. let's switch it up. I'm going first. Oh, okay, good. You've killed me every single week. So once again, uh, no preparation at all. Just jumped on to sportsline.com, which is where we get our lines for this Wednesday. Uh, who picks games on Wednesday? I don't know, but I'm going to do it. We do. So I'm going to start with the Thursday game. In Seattle, Green Bay in Seattle. Seattle is given three points, so I am. Uh, I'm going to start off this this uh, juncture with my boys from Seattle covering. Okay. I don't know why, because I love absolutely love uh, a Aaron, your 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 older brother. But I'm going to take that. All right, so then uh, we're going to go to Baltimore. Baltimore's giving the Bengals three. I'm taking the Bengals to win that game. So I'll take the Bengals plus three. And then uh, we got uh, my friends, uh, let's see, in Detroit are getting four points. I'm taking Carolina to cover that. Okay, I got you. All righty. Um, <clears throat> I will tell you that we did not pick any of the same games? Nice, good. So, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna gain some ground, baby. Yeah, <clears throat> gaining some ground. All right. So this is how you're gonna gain some ground because I am picking uh, Arizona is a five and a half point favorite at home against Oakland. I will take Arizona. Wow. Okay. Um, New Orleans is an eight and a half point favorite at home against Philadelphia. You're going to take Philadelphia. I'm taking New Orleans. Whoa, yeah. big. All right. Yeah, Philly coming off a big, coming off a tough loss here. Big spread against okay. a good team. Okay. Right. Doesn't Let's make sense. Go. I'm going to do it though. And I'm going to take Chicago at home against Minnesota. Chicago's a two and a half point wow. favorite. Man, okay. So Sounds take, good. All right. All the favorites. I feel like you are probably going to win every one of those because that's just what you do. <laughs> so if you're uh, gambling uh, at all this weekend, listen to what Adam says because he's over 500 now, aren't you? I am. Yeah, well over 15, 500. 15 and 12. 15 Not and well 12. Over, but hey, you're making money, brother. Making money. Cash and checks. Checking tickets in. <laughs> Cash and tickets, brother. All right. So theoretically. Theoretically. Uh, off to the off of the NFL, off of college basketball. We're gonna get into something that we like to do. Uh, 
it's uh, it's goes back to episode number eight if you're on soundcloud or apple podcast or itunes uh checking out the nosebleeds hit the favor hit the like button hit the subscribe button and go to episode eight adam talks about dating websites and it is hilarious swipe left swipe right get us started all right so you are sitting still in traffic uh, the person behind you tries to switch lanes and go around you, very gently bumps you, right? Trying okay. to go around. Probably very little to no damage, maybe a tiny little scuff or something, right? Um, they they don't stop. They take off, okay? They know they, know they bumped you, uh-huh. but they take off. They're like, yeah, it's not a big deal. I'm just going. Okay. Do you Do you make a police report on that? Swipe left or swipe right, you make a police you file a police report. You report that to the police. Okay, so this is tough cuz I would say yeah because first off, don't be a dick. You hit me, then then get out the car, it takes 5 seconds and I'm going to say, "Ah, big deal." Go ahead. No big deal. But you don't know what my car looks like. Mm-hmm. You have no idea what my car's worth. Don't take off. Just don't take off. As long as you don't take off, I'm good. Now, if you just look at me, and I'll probably look at you and give you the wave like, ah, you're good. But if you just drive by like nothing happened, psh, sorry, bro. I'm probably coming after you. Not coming after you like I'm going to get you, right. but I'm going to follow you. If we're in dead stop traffic, it's not going to be hard to do. So that's probably what I would do. So you so you swipe right on filing that report. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. I guess so. I swipe right as well. That exact thing happened to me on Monday. Did it really? You got hit the other day and dude didn't even look at you, just kept on going. As a matter of fact, drove about 65 miles an hour all the way down Montana Avenue in the turn lane to get away from me, to escape me, and then swerved and cut he off knew who a you whole were, line man. of traffic. He knew who you were. I, w- I did. I, I, what you, the way you worded that, I worded that exact same way to someone I was telling about this. I was, I tried to go after him and not go after him like I was going to do anything because I didn't see, it could have been a her. Yeah. I didn't see the, I couldn't see the person in the car, but, um, I, I just always assumed that that person, whoever it was, male, female, big, little, is probably could probably just beat me up, so I'm not going to like start any <laughs> trouble. But I wanted to make sure. So I got the license plate number as they're speeding mm-hmm. away, but I, it was still it was early in the morning. It was a little dark. It was raining. It was hard to tell what type of car, the make and model. Yeah. So I didn't get much of, of, of a description or anything. But and that was the thing. Like I got to work and I checked it out and it was barely a little thing, probably nothing. I can probably get it buffed out for almost nothing. But that was the thing. I just went ahead and filed the report because don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. That's that's that's, you an, that's in, a bad if person. You, if you don't have insurance, <laughs> fine. That's whatever. But then just come out and be honest with me. I'm probably going to be like, look, bro, go get yourself some insurance. There's some cheap stuff out there. Call the general. Shaq did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's you know, go do your thing. I understand. Times are tough. It is what it is. Yeah? Sure. But don't just don't take off. If it's something small and stupid, I'm, I, not an, I'm, right. not a, I'm not an ass. I don't I, care. If I would have gotten out and looked and it was what I saw, I would probably be like, you know what? Maybe we'll just exchange information. I'll, and I'll pr- I probably won't ever do anything. It's not worth. It's this isn't worth me dealing with. So we'll just. That go actually on. happened one time where I got bumped, kind of in the same situation. But the guy stopped. 
I went ahead and called the police just in case. Like I, yeah. I wasn't positive. I was you young. I wasn't do, sure. Right. So anyway, he came. I got his, you know, information and stuff. I never filed a claim. Never got anything. You know, it was a little scratch or whatever. I was like, you know, I'm not gonna put this guy through. I'm not gonna make his insurance go up for this little tiny nothing. You know. Sure. So it was fine. Like nothing ever happened. Fine. If that guy would have gotten out and did the same thing, I probably would have done the same thing. Don't be a jerk and don't risk other people's lives the way he drove off. I had a guy one time get out of his car and say, I'm an asshole. You shouldn't. You you don't want to be dealing with me right now. I'm an asshole. Wow. I was excited to go. I mean, you- I was excited for that. I was like, all right, bro, let's have some fun. <laughs> You're going to be like that. Let's uh, call somebody. I don't know what I would have done. And that's, oh, man. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So anyway, uh, swipe left, swipe right. Have you ever seen Quick Change, the halftime show? Swipe left. I have never seen Quick Change. Uh, okay. Well, I get my real question was good or bad. These people are at Xavier every year, and they are so boring. Really? It's the dumbest thing in the world. This girl's just got like 40 dresses on, and they just pull a sheet up and pull it down, and she's got a new dress on. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's crazy. Quick change. She's got 100 dresses on. Oh, she that's weighs, why it's called She looks change. like she weighs 400 pounds when she walks out there, and when she, walks, when she leaves, she looks like she weighs about 80 because she had 37 dresses on. Let me ask you something. Is this like a square of a curtain? Because, like, is is the other side no, seen? No, yeah, it's a they, – yeah, this guy's got it, and he shoots it up Oh, it's like, a, it's like yeah, a circle, it's a, right? Yeah. I may have yeah, seen this. Before. I yeah, think I may have terrible. seen that before. There are some really good halftime shows. There are. There was a really sweet old man uh, that climbed chairs yes. in Cleveland. I've seen that twice, actually. That guy was the greatest thing in middle. That was the most – that's the most I've ever yelled while at a while at a basketball game at somebody ever. And and, now, you, and you got the classic Red Panda. The the Red uh, Panda's awesome. I dig Red Panda. She, That's some tough she, shit. She's right terrific. There. Yeah. Somebody stole her unicycle. Did you see that? Is that right? No Somebody way. Somebody stole her unicycle. Yeah, out of the hotel wherever she was performing. Oh. Stole her unicycle. They caught him on TV on the on the TV. They caught him on the cameras, and they found the dude. She got her unicycle back. Oh, Everything's okay. Goodness. This happened last year. Don't worry, anybody out there. We're good. I will. Die. The kid oh. jump. I, I agree, Alex. Dude, the kid jump ropers are without a doubt they the best. Are outstanding. Those dudes are. Those little dudes are amazing. Yes. Amazing. They, I love when they're at games. I love when the jump ropers are at games. So that good. you know what else I like the trampoline guys. When they bring on them trampolines out and dunk and do like 4,000 flips in the air, that scares me. I'm scared while <laughs> yeah. they're up in the air. Yeah. I feel like one time they're going to go, they're going to do that high flying jumping and they're going to go to dunk it and they're just going to like dive through the basket. Like, a like, like uh, it scares me. Yes. I'm nervous for Yeah, them. I am too. You have to be like an Olympic gymnast to they're, be able to do that. Yeah. Anyway. All right. All right. Very, okay. So I got one more. What do you got? The Golden State Warriors are offering an in-the-building pass. This is a $100 a month pass to get into Oracle Arena, which is only around for the rest of this season before they move to their new arena in San Francisco. $100 a month, you get a pass to go to the game. You do not have a view of the court. Swipe left. Screw that. I would rather go watch the game at a bar down the street or at my house where beer is cheaper. So you're telling me I got to pay $100 a month to get into this place while they're playing. I realize they're great. I don't get to see anything while I'm there. 
there's no atmosphere because I don't get to see it except for what's probably on the TV in like a bar area they got. And I probably got to pay full price for beers that the people down at the game are paying. There's no way in hell I'm doing that. That's correct. That That is basically how it's set up. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to cost you no a bunch way. of money. You no might way. Get a, you might get a little atmosphere from being in there. But, yeah, you, you can't see the game live. Um, on the court, you are watching. What about you? From- you pay. You would. You pay. You'd pay that if they were here. If you lived in Oakland and they were the best team to ever step onto a court, would you pay a hundred? You're not no. seeing. You're not going to the game. You're not seeing the game. It's not like you're really there. I, I I don't think I could do that either. I would swipe left on that. Let me ask you this though, really quick. Good. So your favorite basketball team on any level is the Xavier Musketeers, correct? Correct. We've, we've established yes. you're a season ticket holder. If they, and obviously it would be a different price range. So say 20, 25 bucks a month where you go to however many home games they have that month. Say they have three home games that month or four home games that month or something. You pay 25 bucks. You get into the, into the arena but you are on the concourse. You cannot get no, to where you sit no, in the court. No, no, I, I go to. The, I don't go. I go to the game to watch the game. I don't go to the game to stand around in the concourse area and pay for beers that are way too expensive, so I can watch on a small TV with no sound on it. No, swipe left. Pay to go to a game, not be around it. I'm with you. I swipe left. It's on stupid. That's just dumb. I can't believe they're doing it, and people are going to pay for that. Oh, which absolutely. Is even worse. Even worse. All right, so that brings us into uh, what we like to do for the NBA because nobody likes to hear uh, a whole bunch of stats and silly stuff about the NBA. So we're just bringing in the big three because the big three is what every NBA team needs. We're going to bring in the big three uh, topics of the NBA this week. And speaking of the Golden State Warriors, I'm going to jump off. I'm going to make number one about my boy Kevin Durant and Draymond Green the idiot Draymond Green, real who boy. I hate, I cannot stand Draymond Green, <laughs> in, in, in the episode they had a couple nights ago. Did you see what happened? I did see what happened. Um, and it you're, was... You're going you're gonna to come away with this, like, I don't think it was as bad as everybody made it out to be. <laughs> Go uh, ahead. Come you, on, pause. Come on, man. What were you going to say? Tell me you, I'm wrong. You know me. You know me. <laughs> no, look, at, at first when I heard about what happened, because I didn't see it live or anything... Um, I was like, so what? It, they yelled at each other. You know, it happens all the time in every team that plays any sport. When I when I heard what was said, um, <laughs> or kind of the gist of what was said. So, okay, so so basically, the end of the game the other night against the Clippers. KD's a free agent after this year. Let's for, start off forget with a, that. Forget about that. Oh, okay. Forget about that. Okay. End of the game, um, tie game, right? Yeah. Tie game. Um, against the Clippers. So Clippers shoot a really bad shot at the end of the game. Um, hits like the kind of grazes the front of the rim. The rebound man gets the ball. Right. And, and so let me let me say let me say more specifically, Kevin Durant standing underneath the basket. The ball like drops kind of right down to him. He's standing there. Draymond Green is running at the rim toward to get the rebound. So Draymond Green kind of like almost cuts in front or he like grabs the ball gotcha grabs it before as he's KD going can past kitty yep, right go. so he draymond green has a little momentum then kind of going toward the sideline but then he kind of uses it and, and i already turns, know where you're going with this i gotcha up, he's going up the court turns it up the court kd stands there and this is this is my problem so okay so draymond green I know goes your up, problem is he crosses he crosses half court he he goes to so 
when he grabs the rebound, there's about five seconds left. He dribbles all the way down the floor, dribbles into four Clippers before anybody else gets down there from his team, dribbles into four Clippers, loses the ball, ball gets away from him, he dives on it and recovers it at the buzzer. They don't get a shot off. Right. Obviously a really, really... KD wanted the ball. KD's calling for the ball. He's smacking his hands together, calling he's, for the ball. Now, you don't like Draymond it because he's way behind him. At this point in time, he's behind him. He's not hustling down the court, right? Right, right. So, okay. what KD should have done, obviously, because I'm, at that I'm point, not worried about all that. I, That's on. not the point at of this, that, though. I, but at that point, KD is standing still, clapping his hands with five you know, five seconds when, when Draymond Green first touches the ball. So, four seconds... From the time he grabs possession and starts, you know, I taking got you. a few steps I got up. you. I got so, you. So, okay, KD needs to hustle his butt. So, Draymond Green's taking it up the right sideline. KD is standing in the middle of the floor underneath the other basket, but if he sprints up the middle of the floor, that's where you need to run the break anyway. Okay. That would have made a lot more sense for Draymond I, Green to give it up right there. I as understand. KD is run- I understand. KD got upset for something he didn't need to get upset with Draymond Green about. Well, no, it's fine to get upset or, about because he, he wanted the ball. Had the ball. He should have had the ball. Yes. The ball should have been in his hands no matter what. He wanted the ball. He's calling for it. He's probably, I'm sure he said something to Draymond Green in the effect to give me the ball. That I, it looks I, like that's all get, he said yeah, to him. Yes. Okay. So there you go. That is not the point of this thing. That is so far beyond the point of what happened. That right there, what you just did, is the reason nobody likes listening to the NBA stuff. No, that's. I feel like you. What need happens the details is. What happens, what happens is. What happens is. KD is a free agent next year. <laughs> KD has been holding this team hostage all year long oh, about boy. being a free agent. No, no, no. I'm, I got not no, holding anybody not a, hostage. You're completely right. He's not holding anybody hostage. He he's not making any decisions. He's not signing anything, which is his right, and that's fine. This team shouldn't care about any of that right now. They're playing right now for this season. Let's get done what needs to get done, and we'll move on to next year when it gets here. That's how it is. Especially as players, you understand. You know, there's money to be made. You don't you don't count somebody else's money and everything else like that. Draymond Green, after KD's upset with him, looks at KD and starts saying, I've been here since before you got – we won championships before you got here. I was the man. I made plays before you got here. Basically telling him, forget you. We don't need you. And then he says it. He physically says, are you even going to be here next year? And brings up a man's contract situation, his free agency, in the middle of a game. Called him – the B word multiple times. KD is seen mouthing, that's why I'm out, talking to Andre Iguodala, basically saying that's why I'm gone. Now, I don't know if that's really what he said because I'm not a – I can't read lips, but it's what it looked like it said. Either way, I you cannot in the middle of a game, much less in the middle of a season, start talking about somebody else's contract information. Yes. Don't hold that – obviously there's some tension going on in that in that locker room. There is, and maybe it's only Draymond Green who has a it who might has be. an issue and is thinking about it because I don't. But he's th- the leader, Steve Kerr. Here's the deal: Steve Kerr uh, got in a heated discussion, <laughs> discussion, an argument with Draymond Green. Was it two years ago? I think, and and they were like going at each other, screaming at each other, and it was it was caught on tape, all that stuff. And Steve Kerr came out and said, "That's why he's our man. It's all good. He's the fiery guy. That's he's our guy. That's why he is who he is. That's why we are who we are." He does that now. 
Now he does that with KD here, and they suspend him for a game. Yeah. Yeah, talk about who's the band and who's been there longer. They don't give three craps about your who you are, Draymond Green. They care about KD, and they want to make him happy. And that did nothing. I guarantee it did nothing but piss him off even more, and I, I love it. I, I, don't, I think they care about Draymond Green because he – that guy, first of all, he leads your team in assists at the power forward position. It's he, it's okay. I could walk out there and lead the team in assists. All you got to do is find a way to drill up the court and throw it to one of those three. But he makes he makes a lot of the right plays because he shares. I just shares don't like the ball. Green. He's their best defensive player. He hustles. He's passionate. He does all that stuff. Now that's his his passion, his fire. While most of the time his teammates are going to love that. And a lot of people, I like that about him. That also is what gets him in trouble because that fire added, mixed in with the embarrassment of of having that. It wasn't necessary. It wasn't technically a turnover, but no, they he went get down a, and fumbled over himself. They, they and didn't fell get a and, shot off. Yeah, he didn't get it off. And he now, screwed up. Even though Kevin Durant would have shot the ball from behind half court because he wasn't running down the floor. Doesn't matter. He's he. You know what? He got. He would have got a shot up. He would have gotten. He would have got a shot up, which is better than what which they is did. better than what, J- what what Draymond did. But <clears throat> if Steph was out there, none of this would have mattered because they probably <laughs> would have had that game won by fifty. So, so the only thing, the only problem is, you know, so okay, Draymond Green reacted the way he reacted because he was embarrassed. I mean, he was embarrassed and he didn't like people yelling at him, and he he just reacted because he doesn't know how to control his temper. Okay, yeah. And and look, I thought I thought it was pretty impressive the way Kevin Durant because Durant said stuff back to him but he wasn't real animated like he just was like oh, he was upset he was upset but I didn't think you know he it could have gotten a lot worse the exchange you know he didn't get up from his chair he didn't really like turn his body to him or anything he just kind of was like you know give me the ball you need and Clay Thompson was complaining about him not everybody sure. was getting yeah. on him about it yeah right but yeah, you. That's the thing. That's the don't only. Don't talk reason. about. Just don't talk uh, that he brought that up. That's the thing he right. brought that up. And that's now stupid. he's detrimental against the team or something. It and is they conduct. That, that is conduct detrimental to the team. Absolutely, uh, and I'm fine with that suspension. He served as one. All I'm suspension. saying is that goes to show you the difference of this team now compared to this team three years ago before KD. Draymond Green was a key important piece to that team back then. Now he's four or five on this team, and he's not nearly as important. I mean, he's important. Don't get me wrong. I understand the fire and all that stuff defensively. He, it, it, to be completely honest, I don't know how much longer he's going to be able to do it because he's an undersized, undersized four, which doesn't ever last very long he's been in, in the, the NBA. Like five years now. I mean, he's been. I'm saying I don't. I don't know how long it's going to last. I don't know. Right now, he's still got some speed, and he's a really good defender. Eventually, that's going to fade off. He's not going to be a guy that's going to transcend into a 12, 13. 13-year player, like a guy like KD, who's <laughs> averages 27 a well, game. And yeah, they're totally different. I, I mean, Draymond, He's more important. Draymond, KD, KD, KD is more important to that team than Draymond is. I don't think so, honestly. I don't. Because okay. they were they were a championship team before Kevin Durant got there. They are some of the some of the um some of the players on the team are have already said we're it's kind of like time to m- probably move on from Kevin Durant. Clay Thompson said in the media, I can't believe he said it, but he was like, well, if, if he didn't make up his mind already, 
pretty it's made mu- up now. It's, it's made up now. Yeah, it's made up and now. And I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that if because I'm, it was one incident, and it's by the end of the season that's going to be gone. I agree. And is this overreaction Monday or whatever you want to call it, it? I know it how it is, it is. and uh, maybe it's just and it's because it's Golden State. That's what it's all about, man. It's sure. the best team. This is the greatest thing that we've seen since the Bulls in the 90s. I mean, this team is phenomenal. It's They walk out and can do whatever they want at any point in time. I mean, they they come out and they're going to try to get 200 points at some point this year, I think just yeah. for fun. Yeah, they and they could. could easily. They've had 90 twice at halftime Seems already they get this everybody year. back. Yeah. yeah. It was, when Steph's back, this whole team's back. There. And just think, they got Boogie Cousins sitting on a bench. Yep. Boogie's on a bench. When, when he doesn't get thrown out of games from the bench, yes. How great is that? This is going to be the first guy ever to not play – to get – what is it? Five technicals in you? Is it five technicals in you? In, in, in no, it's like nine, thirteen, whatever it is. He's gonna end up with like the amount of tees that you need to be suspended for a game and never actually play in a game. <laughs> he I has love more technical fouls Boogie. than games played so far. See, this look, year. I like Boogie. See, I like Boogie Cousins. I don't like Draymond Green. I like Boogie Cousins. I feel like I don't know. You uh, got. I feel like Boogie gets on this team and he and Draymond Green is an afterthought in everybody's mind. I don't. I don't think so. I think Draymond Green does too much of the other things that you have to have. So you still got Iguodala that can play D on whatever guy that he's playing. Not quite the same as he used to. Uh, mm, he's, I, he's slowed I, down. Uh, <laughs> he's slowed down. You got Clay Thompson who's going to be your number one D guy on any of the on any guard. You got Iguodala who can do everything that he needs to do that Green does on defense. And then you oh, bring Boogie no, in. Oh, no, no, Well, no. you bring Boogie in, and Boogie Boogie is bigger, stronger, better shooter. Yeah. He, he better offensively. Oh, definitely. Obviously, probably not defensively, but you got Iguodala still there who can be that guy who's actually bigger and longer and more athletic than Draymond is anyway. I, I just I really don't know. I think Draymond is just a fire. He's just a mouth. I think that's what he is on this team. Oh, I don't. I think I don't, that you I, can replace. I think you can replace him, uh, skills wise. I'm not. I'm not trying to say that he sucks and he's terrible. I'm just saying that I think he's a piece, unlike KD or Steph, who are the the man. They are the that's the, KD's the man. I mean, he's the he's the 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 MVP of the finals the last two years. He's obviously the man. They're the scorers. Uh, Kevin Durant is the scorer. Draymond Green plays a a much more complete game than Kevin Durant does. That doesn't mean that he's a better player. That means he he plays a more complete game than Kevin Durant does. And I, I said it last year. I feel like this team is different. Look, yes, they're still scoring. As much as they, I mean, they're they can't be stopped, and that's what the but, NBA but is now. Look, but they look, they've looked different since Kevin Durant has gotten there. They don't move the ball the same way. Yes, they're still and yet they still score more because, than everybody, and they sure, and they still win sure. just as many games. Sure. Well, well, not, no, not they quite. don't win in seventy three. You're right. <laughs> but, but yes, I know what you're saying, and and a big part of that is because they got bored, and it's you know they were just tired of yeah. winning every single put you know doing what they need to do every single night because they can turn it on and off when they want. But, um, I th- I think we're gonna and with or without this Draymond Green thing, I'm sure it doesn't help. But with or without it, we may see Kevin Durant go somewhere else after this year anyway. Probably. And I, I think I, I almost kind of want to see that. New York just or because, L.A. And I had no even problem. Even things up. It'll sure. even things up. Well, and I had no problem with him going to the Warriors. Everybody hated that. They're already the best team. Kevin Durant's pro- so soft and everything. 
but and but and I'm fine with him going somewhere else just because I want to see them see how they are without him again just to see how they are how good they are right. because we know that if he leaves there's a chance that they may not be as good if if Draymond Green goes to the lake wherever to New York say New York New York doesn't all of a sudden become a playoff team if KD goes to New York New York becomes a playoff team there's 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 big differences there I'm all I'm trying to Possibly. say is I know that Green's uh, that your glue guy or whatever you want to call him, but he's way more dispensable than a guy like KD. And it just, he just needs to back his roll up a little bit and, and, and somebody needs to smack him in his mouth once. Yeah, that, that does need to happen. And that's the thing. Like those guys, that's what happened. They, those guys got on him. Kevin Durant told him, you need to give me the ball at the end of the game, especially when Steph's not in there. Yeah. Because that he needs to have the ball. He that should have sense. the ball. He should have and, the ball. Well, and if it's not him, and look, Draymond Green can make plays. He can be a playmaker. But in that case, it wasn't happening. He dribbled into four. He made a bad decision. That happens. It was a, the worst time for him to make that kind of a decision. They had a chance to beat them still in I don't overtime. I know what kind of playmaker And Dray- they didn't. They still got beat yep, in they overtime. They still got beat anyway. But um, at that point in time, that whole team's all messed up. At that point in time, after that argument goes down, yeah. it's hard. And listen, I know when you're on the court, you're going to play with the guys. Businesses, you, you, you know, you, your business relationship will be fine between these two. Sure. But I'm going to tell you right now, this this isn't going to be something that blows over. They they asked KD if he's talked to if they've talked or squashed it out and he's just straight no no he said no hadn't happened yet. but he said will it happen probably it right. it's a long season yeah. I don't know we've taken way too much time on number one because right. mostly because I don't like Draymond Green that much <laughs> I can't tell I just you you say he's a, he he he's a he can be a playmaker he he's a playmaker when everybody's spread out because the, he's by himself in the in the NBA. There's way less defensive players than there are offensive players. So when he's going, you're going to look like a decent. You don't have any, there's no help defense when he's doing anything. Whereas everybody else has got somebody coming, jumping on him as a double team every time KD's got the ball and tries to drive. Where Draymond, they just let him go. So it might well, look then, like he can be a playmaker, but he goes somewhere else and wants to be the two guy, number two guy on the team or their best guy. Heaven forbid, that's a terrible team. No, he wouldn't be that. Then, then I don't think he's as he's as good of a playmaker on another team as he is on this team. But I think that could go for anybody. I, uh, Harrison Barnes, any of these guys. That, it's, it's just the, the, right. the team you're on. It's just how good they are. Right. But but he does other things that I think. I know. He does other things. Mean. He yells and cheers and, it, and no, tells has, everybody how good no, they're doing. I, and, I don't mean any of that stuff. I don't mean any of that stuff. Defensively and rebounds and hustle plays and getting yes. on the floor. I know what you're saying. All right. Uh, we're, we've taken way too much time on this. What, which one do you want to get into? We'll do this real quick. Okay. So, so – the 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 least important one I would say, Carmelo Anthony's probably played his last game in with the Houston Rockets. It may have played his last game in the NBA. I don't know a lot of people that are going to want to put. Who's going to want to put up with a guy like that? I mean, what's he going to do? He's going to come out and score for you. I like Carmelo. I loved his very first pair of real person shoes I ever bought were a pair of Mellows back in the day. Real person I, shoes. Real person. You know, I never had somebody's name on a shoe when I was a kid, uh, except for Chuck Taylor. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, he's a, he's a real person. Uh, yeah. So I like, I, I really do like Melo, but at this point in time, man, he's shown his age. He, he literally is just stuck in one spot. He, he can't move his feet. Defense has been gone for years. He, he's, he, he's a shooter now. He's, he's basically relegated himself to a three point shooter. 
Uh, he's going to stand in one spot. He's going to dribble for a second and then try to chuck up a step back three or something. I, don't, I just don't know who needs a guy like that. Exactly. So he, he was, you know, he's probably a Hall of Famer because he was maybe the best scorer for a few years in the league. Whether he won the scoring title or not, he was he was considered the best scorer because he was the most versatile. He could post you up. He could drive to the basket. He did a lot of bully ball stuff, and he would and he could shoot. And he was good at all of those things. That's what made him such a good scorer. That was kind of mostly all he was. And now, because he has so many miles on his body, he played one year in college, so he came in early. This is his sixteenth season. He's thirty four, but he's an old thirty four. Yep. He hasn't he's never been like a slender guy. He's he's put on weight, not necessarily bad weight all the time, but he doesn't look like he's he doesn't move as well. He just so, doesn't move as well. He, right. just, he so, just doesn't move. So his ability to drive and his ability to post up aren't he doesn't do those things very well anymore. Yeah. So he like you said, he's a shooter now. And if he doesn't if he's struggling with that, then he's he doesn't really give you much of anything. Yeah. I I I'm with you. He he's definitely played his last game in Houston. They're not they're He'll end up him. somewhere else, but I don't know how much of an impact he's going to make at this point. At this point in time, he's got to figure out that he's not going to be the man wherever he goes. I mean, he knew oh. that when he went to Houston, obviously. He knew that he was third on that list, if and he's probably even farther than that to be completely honest, but He's got to realize that he's not going anywhere where he's going to be the man. He's coming off the bench on any team in the NBA. What's funny is like three or four months ago, a reporter asked him about what it, what about coming off the bench? Would you do that? And he laughed at him because the thought of coming off the bench was so absurd to Carmelo Anthony. Right, well, that's and the then, only thing that boy's going to be able to right. do here. He's made two two starts out of playing in ten games. So eight games of his ten games that he played in Houston, he came off the bench because – he had to because he yeah. thought that was going to be a chance to win a championship. That's the only way he's coming off the bench. So he did that, and they're five and seven, something like that. They had a, they've had a bad start to the season. Yeah, a lot of people are blaming him. I don't think it's necessarily nah, it's him, but they'll be all right anyway. All right, number three, number three, the big. We've been tracking this for the last couple. Jimmy weeks. Butler. Jimmy Butler finally got traded from the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the T Wolves won the night. They they did <laughs> they did. <laughs> And guess who didn't win? The Philadelphia 76ers. The 76ers. He made his exactly. debut with the Sixers yep. tonight. They lost. The Timberwolves won tonight without him. Let me tell you, the, the, the Minnesota Timberwolves lost this trade by far, right? Am I wrong about that? They could have got so much. They had so, The offers that were coming in that you're hearing that they were getting for Jimmy Butler were amazing. Yeah. Two first round picks and a and a starter and all this. I mean, it was they were getting crazy and they come out with, uh, I don't even remember exactly what it was. I think it was a second round pick and second round pick in 2022. Dario Saric, Robert Covington, and uh, Jared Bayless. A bag of balls and a second round pick five years Here, from now. Here's the thing: Dario Saric and Robert Covington are both good players. They're going to play a lot for Minnesota. Yeah, they 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 were. I think. Sarge was starting and Covington was the first guy off the bench, I want to say. Maybe he was even starting. Um, but both of those guys are pretty good players. Yeah. You know, Minnesota, I don't think, lost by by a lot. But compared, compared – That's what right, I mean. Compared right. to what they were getting offered and the offers you heard were coming in. If, if it's true, the four first-rounders or three first-rounders and Eric Gordon from Houston and then Miami made a couple different different offers. Miami really was the good. one I heard that they were really interested in. Yeah. Um, so 
and they turned all those down and ended up getting take this. Yeah, ended up getting a couple decent They'll get rotation good ball players, players sure, yeah. but, but not yeah. You're not getting what you what you what you needed to get out of him. Nor are you getting a possibility at a pick at somebody that could be a a you know number one guy on your team. Anyway, right. I don't I'm not I'm not so sure how how that went. But one thing that I'm excited about about this is Marco Fultz now is going to have to be relegated to the bench. Mm-hmm. This kid. I've never felt worse for somebody in my life. I don't know what's going on in this dude's brain. Have you seen his the free throw way he was shooting free throws the other day? He's got like a hitch in his free throw now. This kid is messed up. And coming out of college, I mean, people that were watching him were like, "This is this kid is legit out of Washington." They're like, "He is." Nobody gets to watch him because he's on the West Coast. But I'm telling you, he's legit. Something happened in his mind, and he. Got all funked up. He got the Chuck Knobloch disease. He got the Chuck Knobloch disease, and they thought they had him fixed. And my man is still broke. He is still he broke. He is broke. And it, I, I don't know if coming off the bench is going to help, but now he's coming off the bench, hopefully. I hate to see a guy bust like that. But, I mean, he's on such a good team, and that kid's – I mean, you could see the talent. He's not going to get a ton of minutes. Um and he, but the thing is, he's a little bit like Ben Simmons in that he can affect the game in other ways without scoring. Yeah. Um, and he can score, he can get to the rim and finish, but he's, he's pretty small. He's nowhere near Ben Simmons' size. That's what, that's the big difference. Yeah. Um, he can, he can facilitate, you know, he'll, he'll play hard and stuff like that, but he doesn't give you, he doesn't, he's not that same talent that like Ben Simmons is. Or Jimmy Butler is, or Joel Embiid is, or some of the other guys that are playing, or JJ Redick is. JJ Redick gives you better minutes. Yeah. Um, and here's the other thing is what I found out is if they trade Markel Fultz and everybody except Jimmy Butler, who's going to be a free agent, yeah. this they let everybody else walk. They will have the cap space to sign to keep Jimmy Butler, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons. And sign another max player. Wow. So Markel Fultz may be on his way out anyway, um, because that that frees up their space to sign another max guy. Which obviously, you know, if you have those three, those big three, and you can and you can bring on another, you know, uh, you name it. I don't know, Kevin Durant or whoever. Whoever. Yeah. Um, then you're going to be talking some serious. You I'm, know, uh, I like serious, this Sixers team, man. I really do like these guys. Uh, so and Jimmy, I like Jimmy Butler. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the way he went about things. I don't think it was the worst way that somebody that people have gone about wanting to get trade. At least he still went out there and played his ass off when he was out there. Uh, but at the same time, it's that's a that's a great pickup over there for for um, for Philly. They 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 find they find a reason to get Fultz out less playing time and put in somebody who is a better player right now. For sure, by far, yeah. Um, On yeah. a team that's gonna that could very well be a uh, two or three seed in the East, if yep. not better than that. I'm well... It, look, yeah, if Jimmy Butler gets in there and they take a few weeks or whatever to figure everything out and they get a, a, the right rotation going and they figure out how to play together, yeah, I mean, they can win the East, honestly. They could, they can win the East with that team. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, sure, they got to beat the Celtics, they got to beat the Raptors, They've got some teams to jump over, but I mean they have that team. That's why they made that trade because yep. they're that close. Yeah, right. Um, doesn't matter. Yeah, Warriors are going to win it. Yeah, but 
I don't know. Well, maybe not. They're gonna <laughs> trade KD. They're gonna get rid of get rid of uh, 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 Draymond Green. Here's what's gonna happen. Okay. Here's what's gonna happen. Let me hear it. KD's gonna say, "Listen, you want me to stick around? You got to get rid of Draymond. They're gonna trade Draymond Green, and then KD's gonna leave anyway, and all it's just gonna be Steph and Clay." And then they're going to be the Rockets. <laughs> they're going to end up being the Rockets because they got rid of all their defensive players. <laughs> exactly. No, there's no way that's going to happen. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, dude, we've been on here for way too long, way longer than we normally do. So let's do this real quick if you want. All right, there's, I, one, I thing, there's one thing that Adam's been wanting to talk about here for the last two weeks. So the MVP, the AL MVP is going to be in, the, in Major League Baseball is going to be announced uh, is it tomorrow? Tomorrow. Or tomorrow. Yep. Who do you think it's going to be? They announced the finalists. Of the finalists, who's it going to be? We Yeah, and we talked about this Do you care? Week, but I, I don't care. I don't care because whoever they decide, it's the wrong choice. Because J.D. Martinez isn't a possibility, therefore it's the wrong choice. Trout, Ramirez. Uh, Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts. Sorry. J.D. Martinez had the better year. It's going to be Mookie Betts, but I I would JD Martinez is my American League MVP. I'm really disappointed. This makes me feel like so the writers, the Baseball Writers Association of America are the ones who vote on these awards, all these postseason awards. I why in the world in every sport do the players and coaches who play against these and coach against these other guys every single day who know the game better than anybody else in the world, why are they not the ones voting on the postseason awards in all these sports? I don't understand it because you're putting these beat writers, you know, they see every team, some teams they don't see at all, uh, but, but they're focusing on their team. And when you're writing about your team, you're not seeing as much. I mean, I know you. I guarantee because you're a baseball writer, you're in the game more than anybody else. But you are not in the game as much as as the people on the field. I completely agree with you. If it was me, I'd be. It would be up to players, managers, or at least they would have a vote in it. They should. I, they absolutely should. And of course, and we've talked about the All Star Game too. Same deal. I, the fans should not be voting. Writers should not be voting <laughs> on this stuff. Yeah. On All Star Games, on 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 um, uh, Hall of Halls of Fame, on postseason awards. That shouldn't be happening. It shouldn't be happening. And, and yet it does. And yet it does. And so, and really, really quickly. So these other so rookie rookie of the year was announced Monday. Ronald Acuna Jr. in the National League. Um, deserved it. Shohei Otani in the American League which surprised, surprised me. me. Yes, just because he was hurt. He had a nice year. Yep. He's the first guy since Babe Ruth to pitch 20 innings and hit 20 home runs or something like that. Right. Um, very. He's probably going to be a star for a long time. I'm yeah. very excited to see that, Come guy, back that from kind the, of player. Tommy John and everything. Right. Um, so that was cool. I, I I wanted both of those guys to win. I didn't think they both would. They did. Um, next day was yesterday was manager of the year. Brian Snicker, manager of the Braves. Yep. I wanted him to win. I thought, I thought he it was deserved gonna, it. Uh, so did I. I thought it was going to be Craig Council, but I, I was glad to see him. Yeah. American League, it was Bob Melvin for the A's. That's who I wanted to see. That's mm-hmm. who won it. I was very glad about that. Tonight was Cy Young. The two guys that I wanted to see win, I did not think they would. Both won. I was very excited. Who ended up winning? I Blake see. Snell for the Rays. Wow. Th- th- he won the American wow. League Cy Young, which is awesome. You, and were Jacob, all, you were on him. Yeah, yeah. and, and DeGrom, DeGrom. They gave it to DeGrom. They gave it to DeGrom. Oh, my gosh. That's How so great. That's, that? oh, that is awesome. First time since 1972 
that both the American League and National League Cy Young winners had a sub two ERA. Wow, that's in, that's incredible. Is that awesome? That is awesome. Tomorrow we'll find out who the National League MVP, Christian Yelich, and the American League MVP, Mookie JD Martinez, uh, will be. So <laughs> there you we'll go. find out and we'll maybe say something about it next week. That sounds good. All right, so uh, catch us on the Nosebleed Sports Podcast on Facebook. Uh, Get on SoundCloud and uh, Apple Podcast, iTunes, and CastBox, and YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Uh, hit the little bell. It'll give you an alert every time we, we drop a track. Drop a track. Drop a cast. Is that what it is? Drop a cast? Drop a something. Drop something. Anyway, uh, next week, the day before Thanksgiving, so that'll be the day before our Thanksgiving Turkey Bowl, uh, which should be fun for all uh, who get to not play. Because it's not always that fun. No, it's, it's too, a lot of pain. It's too cold. It's and gonna be it's, freezing. We, we switched a couple years ago to flag instead of tackle, which is great. We're, That's because the best we're idea. all over thirty now. Um, yeah, uh, but it's it's a little too cold and early in the morning for me. I'm hoping that we switch it up to a uh, breakfast. To a breakfast. Yeah. No. Uh, Gotta play. Gotta play ball. Gotta play ball. Yeah, we'll end up playing. All right, so uh, definitely catch us. We'll be here next week, even though it is before holiday, and uh, you can get us on all those sites. Adam at the Adam, tweet box. Adam Schmidt 44. I'm at sick with it. Uh, don't forget to turn your headlights on.